Welcome to the Social Podcast, where no discussion or debate is off limits. We are thrilled to welcome back to the show actor, comedian, and host of the Firecracker Department podcast, the one and only. That's not you. Not you, not yet, not yet, not yet, It's you, Naomi. I mean, you've been on it. She's been on my podcast. She can say that. And it is. You saw her. You know her. You love her. She almost needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyway. Our special friend is back, Jen Art. are so much better. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. those white things, I would still be trying to get into that chair. This is true. Yeah. This is great. This okay. is so much more. And that's all the time we have. <laughs> okay, let's dive in. All right, let us get your engines revved up because People Magazine has named one of the stars of the upcoming Ferrari movie as their sexiest man alive for 2023. It's not Adam Driver. In a twist worthy of the early 2000s, the, the 2000s, the world's sexiest fella is McDreamy himself, Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> The 57-year-old former Grey's Anatomy star has graced uh, the magazine's inside, inside the issue many, many times. But this is the first time he's actually taking home the crown on the cover. So there it is. Naomi, I'm going to kick this off with you. We had one lady very emphatically, no, no for the Patrick. Are you yay or nay? I'm fine with the Patrick. But here's the thing. What's the criteria for sexiest? Because mm. for me, I'm in comedy. I maybe feel the same way. But I find comedy and jokes the sexiest thing in the world. So for me, like collaboration, so it's folks like Steve Carell and Will Ferrell and Jason Bateman, I'm like, sexy, sexy, sexy. sexy. Really? Like, take off your clothes, make love to them sexy? Yeah, like, you're making me laugh, and I'm like, oh my god, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> A comedian. He's fantastic. He's also the sexiest man that I know, Matt Barham. But yeah, that's him. Oh, that's my sexy husband. Wow. Is that for me? Jokes. Wow. Jokes trump all. Jokes trump. Abs. Yeah. Jokes trump. Oh, that's him for real. Oh, I see that. Oh, I see. It. Okay, that's for real. I love both friends. That guy's hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you think, Jim? Jim? What, what do you think about this? Um, I'm still thinking about these chairs. <laughs> <laughs> that's how unsexy he is. I, listen, I, I think it sells magazines. Mm -hmm. I'm a little perplexed why it's, uh, for the men, it's the sexiest man alive. And when women are on the uh, the cover of People, it's the most beautiful. Mm -hmm. So they, they are kind of denied that sexual mm -hmm. kind of th that that equality so it's the yep. sexiest man alive listen sexy is whatever is sexy to you i i i think it is about the economics of selling magazines at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I loved uh, Patrick Dempsey in um, the movie he was in, Driving the Tractor Around. <laughs> what was that? What year was that? It was 1987. That's, that was, was a while ago. And that's how I feel about this. I'm like, when I first heard about it, I'm like, uh, 2013 called, they're looking for their headline. Like, why are we talking about him this year? Right? I didn't get it. I don't understand. Same. He needs a boost. He's right? working on when some he charity on, stuff. Yeah, he needs a boost. No, but when he was on Grey's and he was McDreamy and everybody was talking about him, this would have made more sense. Right now, I'm like, I don't get it. I also feel like 
this title of Sexiest Man Alive is a very heavy title. Mm -hmm. And I think he's a great actor, but he's a regular, regular dude. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, I see Patrick Dempsey's walking all over the place and no you one do? They're, <laughs> in the, they're in the studio. There's one over there. There's it's one behind true. that camera. So there's Patrick another one with a headset yeah. on. There's yeah. a bunch of, right? Look at them. And there's Corey funny. up there. That's Joshua Jackson. There's a bunch too, of good-looking so. guys yes. that we don't make a fuss over, and as soon as they get on the title, it's like I just I want to know: Was Travis Kelsey busy? <laughs> yeah, with because Taylor. if you want to sell a magazine, there is nobody hotter and on everybody's lips. Well, there's than people Travis that do Kelsey. turn down this. They, there's true. people they that do, do. No, turn it down. We know that Ryan Gosling famously turned it down in 2014 or 2015, but I can name a ton of other guys. And apparently, the polls showed there was a viewer poll. Travis Kelsey was also chosen. That would have been my top pick. Uh, you also have Austin Butler. Hello, Elvis. Yeah. Uh, and the guy who's playing Elvis, the guy who's playing Elvis right now in the Priscilla film yeah. is Jacob Elordi. I mean, Bad Bunny. Hello. No? No. But are they funny? No. Are they funny? Come on. No. Right? No, we got a lot of booze. <laughs> yeah. They gotta be funny. That's all I say. If you're, if you're calling out someone's name during the, the actual act and you're saying, Bad Bunny. Oh, it's not good. <laughs> I bad think that's bunny. hot. Hit me with all you got. Give it to me, Bad Bunny. Yeah. I don't know. Not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. I'm with you. It's not sexy. Okay. All right. On a different page, but still in the world. On a recent episode of Chelsea Handler's Dear Chelsea podcast, Yvonne Orji from the series Insecure opened up about her being a virgin mm -hmm. at the age of 39. The actress told, I know, she told a shocked Chelsea Handler that she always wanted to remain a virgin until marriage. So, Jan, what do you think? Me? What? You want to share with us, Jan? Talk no, to me about your bunny I, life. But what is, what, do you find this surprising? I don't. I think it shows a lot of character and a, a, lot, of, uh, a, a lot of confidence. I mean, it, it's very difficult to say no. I think people, I, not that I date, but uh, I think people that are out there on, on apps and dating in, a, in, in this new world, I think if you don't uh, give in to having sex on the first or second date, I think you are moved off mm -hmm. from both physically yeah. and, men, you know, very quickly, and if you don't put out. So I think for her to be having... So well, I, I, it's so crazy, really, but I'm just... Um, I, I'm worried about people thinking that it's abnormal to be a virgin at mm -hmm. 39. I think yeah. it's I think it's quite gal. Yeah, I love that. I, you know what? I, here's the thing. I love that you say that. I think we should normalize this more. I think there's probably a lot more people out there yeah. who are more like her than we think mm -hmm. or we accept. But also the notion of losing your virginity or quote unquote putting it out. Putting out. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm raising a daughter and I'd like to rebrand this whole notion of losing one's virginity or putting out because I am raising my daughter in a really sex positive house and we don't we don't talk about losing virginity. This is all age appropriate by the way. She's nine, okay? So you know, I am doing it in an age appropriate way. But I talk about about self-pleasure. I talk about the joy of one's own body. I talk about that's the safest sex you can actually have. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you can't ever have good sex. There's a lot of people who aren't virgins who are probably having terrible sex. So mm -hmm. I think there's a whole gamut of gray that we yeah. need to discuss. Yeah. So instead of calling it losing your virginity, how about sharing myself with someone? How about giving yeah. myself the language, with someone? Yeah, the, the language, yeah. The language matters. matters you know what's yeah. interesting? I agree. I, you've made some great points, but I, I both applaud her, but I also disagree with what she's done. And I'll tell you why. I was late out of the gate. 
most of my friends already had sex and I had my reasons. They weren't religious, which for Yvonne, it's religious. I was just waiting to be in a committed relationship. But when I was very young and I told everybody, if they asked, I told them. And that for me, if I could go back, that's the one thing I would change. Because as soon as I said I was a virgin, then it became a thing. So either guys were like, oh, whoa, 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 you're a virgin. I don't want that. I don't need mm. that. Or they got really creepy. And if I could go back, it, I wouldn't change the way I did things, but I would definitely keep it to myself because that commitment was for me. And as soon as I talked about it, then it became a thing, a conversation, something to chase, something to repel, something to question. So for her, I'm like, now the dating scene's already hard as it is. So now she has this where every guy's going to have a lot of questions or maybe the guy that who really likes her is going to feel intimidated. It's it's a lot, but I, I kind of wish that she'd kept it to herself. Yeah, so, so do I. pressure opening night. I think she's going to have a lot of people sliding into the DMs, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, trying to be the first Don't open thing. Instagram direct message. It's yeah. full. It's full. <laughs> so uh, it is something that we discourage younger people from doing, but we adults know it can be very, very satisfying. Mm. And I am talking about swearing. <laughs> Fans. An opinion piece in the New York Times cites several linguists who say that swearing can be a very powerful verbal tool. Dirty words can shock, they can offend, they can entertain, but they can even help us do things like withstand pain. So I'm going to yeah. give it a go. <clears throat> Here we go. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't that feel good? <laughs> Jan, okay, where do you land on swearing? Oh, here? oh I love to swear. Oh. <laughs> you didn't need to do that. I feel like I didn't need to do that. Let's go. I, uh, if you see my social media, I mean, I'm, I'm uh, with any kind of animal advocacy. I am in there with uh, everything, F's, and I, I'm no, I'm, I'm in there with every, all the power I can muster to get people's attention, to change the conversation, mm -hmm. to make them understand the severity of what's going on. Mm -hmm. But I like swearing with my friends. I like swearing when I'm cooking. I like swearing at movies. I grew up in a family that swore a lot. My mom, uh, she, my mom was so cute. She'd say, Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> and and she was very cute, but I was telling Melissa backstage that when I was growing up, my dad was swore so much, he was in construction, that I thought my, I was... And I thought my little brother was yeah. like he never he never used our names. I hope I didn't do anything to CRTC. Like, but uh, it was very fun. He never said Jan. I, I really thought my my name was JC. Like I, I oh my god, I love and that. I, did, I answered to that. I'm like here present. But I love to swear. I think it's fantastic. Well, and I think yeah. used. I think peppered in, and you live longer. I'm a, I'm a fan. I think like I reserve swearing though in relationships. Like if we are having a heated discussion and swearing comes out, I'm like, oh, that's dirty. You're fighting dirty. Mm -hmm. oh. I grew up in a household where we said shush up instead of shut up. Oh, yeah. like it was like dainty, dainty. Like oh, shush, shush up, you shh. You shush the door. Like it was really. Uh, you shush her. Yeah, exactly. Harsh, right? Shush you. Oh no. <laughs> now you're really you're really cutting deep, Dan. It, it feels good. It does feel yeah. good. I don't know. We weren't allowed to swear. So now when somebody swears, I'm like, oh, that really means a lot. I don't know okay. if you get this, Andrew, but because mm -hmm. of this is our job and it's daytime and there could be kids watching and there's mm -hmm. families watching. So obviously we can't swear here. We got to beep it out and yeah. stuff. I swear so much in my regular she life. She really does. <laughs> okay. So if, if it ever slips out on the show, I'm shocked it hasn't, to be yeah. honest. But uh, my daughter knows she's not allowed to swear even if mommy swears. So she has a swear jar. Right. So when I swear, I have to pay 
her. Oh my God. She must be rich. rich. She's so rich for a nine year old. That's her tuition. It's her tuition. There you go. But I do tell her context matters, right? Know your audience. There are friends that I have. You know, one Marcy Ian. We know Marcy Ian very well. She famously does not swear. And she swears so, she just never swears that when I'm around her, I feel like a terrible human swearing. So I clean it up. Yeah. And then when I'm around you broads, here we go. <laughs> we don't get the same treatment. We don't get the Marcy treatment over here. We're not getting Marcy treatment. Listen, I love to swear, but I have stopped swearing. I've tried to tone it down because of this show. Oh. Listen, I was out yeah. to dinner with a girlfriend of mine, and I was just letting them fly with the hand motions doing it. And she was like, you know, you're in public, and you're on a national, the number yeah. one national talk show. You might want to pull back because you never know who's recording. And if they just get a snippet and put it on the internet, it's not going to look good. And I was like, you're absolutely right. So the other day I was driving and this guy he cut me off and the old Andrea was ready to start. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I don't know who this person is. Maybe they watch the show. So this guy drives up next to me and he's trying to make eye contact. And I looked at him and I'm like, I'm going to shower him with love. So as he's giving me fingers and gestures, I was blowing and kissing. <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't always have to give in to that anger, yeah. and it felt very good. So, from now on, everybody's getting up. Yes, yes. There you go. I'll take that as a compliment, uh, not as a swear, though. Yeah. If you do this to me, I'll be like, oh, thank it's you. It's me saying, I want to curse you out, but I'm trying to be a better person. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're I welcome. can say entire sentences without a normal word in them. Yeah. <laughs> I can do all swears without anything. Other Outside than. of that. Stay okay. tuned for and the And you break. will understand me. You will totally understand you. All right, let's see if you understand this next one. I have a question for you guys. Okay, audience, informal poll. Is it okay to sample food in a grocery store? No! I, I think you can finish the question. All right. All right. Okay, well, clearly Here you guys we have a strong opinion. A woman wrote into Miss Manners, dismayed after seeing another shopper, putting her grubby hands in a bag of cherries and sampling them before <laughs> buying a bag. Oh. I know. Is this the is this move the pits? That's cute. Oh, that's real cute. Or is it okay to sample food in the grocery store? No. Mel, I'm looking at you okay. right now. Okay, everybody just wait, okay? You know, Settle I went down. into the grocery store the other day and they had the area of grapes. And I don't know about you, but I always think that the grape bags, they're always left open. They're never zipped closed. And I was like, that is an invitation. No, it's not. For you to no, try one. Now, this lady said she had grubby hands. I don't know how she knows that that lady had grubby hands. And I'm not going in there like this. Let me see how they all taste. I'm not doing that. I'm going to daintily go in. I'm going to pick one and just be like, oh, that's good. And I'll buy the whole thing. I'll zip it up. Cherries, those bags. Why don't they ever zip them closed? They're always open because they're asking me to try them. That's the other thing. However, this is probably why I'm not allowed to do grocery shopping. My husband went, he's the grocery shopper mostly in the house, and he sends me a photo. And he says, you know, you're always picking at the food. He says, this one has gone too far. And he sends me a photo on WhatsApp. And it's, I guess, the apple, the apple area. Now, if you can see... Okay, look no. at the bottom right. If you can, I don't know if we've zoomed it in. There is a full, this is a full bite. Someone bit the apple, That's tasted it, and put it back. Okay, even I have limits, and I would never do this. This, not acceptable. It's like the box of chocolates. You take one, you're like, I don't really like yeah, it. That's, 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 that's not the way that works. 
Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Look at that. But what are they going to do? They're going to go in there and be like, I'm not sure if I like this bread. Fuck. Let me just open it up. <laughs> I don't like it. And then leave it? No. I mean, I don't think it's an invitation, but I do think if I'm going to, especially cherries, right? They're so expensive. Yeah. I'm going to taste one and then I'm going to buy the whole bag. That's okay. the way I roll, really? baby. Jen, what are you doing? I have you never eaten? tasted anything in a grocery store in my life. But I did see a guy in a in a bulk store, mm -hmm. and this was a few years ago, pre pre-COVID, and he took a handful of white chocolate-covered uh, raisins. Yep. The yogurt stuff. Yep. And he popped them in his mouth, and I actually said, dude, not cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, he did he didn't do anything. He just he just went. Well, he couldn't. His mouth was full. No, well, I, I did say, I said, dude, not cool. I remember it specifically. Yeah. And he just wandered off. And I just thought, what a... You know yeah. what? what you wanted to swear. No, yeah, but exactly, exactly. I'll leave it like this. Listen, if you've ever seen the back of a grocery store, you'll never, ever eat unwashed fruit again. I'm just going to leave that there. Guys, yeah. that's a dun dun dun. <laughs> saying that one person's junk is another person, person's treasure. But an article in the Wall Street Journal details one granddaughter's effort to sift through a massive heap of pop culture items inherited from her grandmother. So the stockpile includes things like dolls, toys from fast food restaurants, what? And other random things uh, that her grandma thought one day, they'll be collector's items. Mm. Um, okay, Jan, when it comes to inherited items, grandparents, <laughs> sorry Jan, listen. There's a transition. <laughs> I'm, okay, can, let me fill the gap. You're You've been so, so open about so much that's happened no, in your life. No, my parents are long since gone. My mom's been gone five years. My dad's been gone eight years. Mm -hmm. I am just now with a good friend of mine who's backstage actually right now, Nadine. We've been cleaning my dad's shop out, just his tools. Oh. I had to get a sea can. You know, those big... Yeah. Yeah. To put everything in because he left it all to my brother. Well, my brother has done sweet, diddly... Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even know what word I was going to use. And uh, so I'm, I'm like, I want to use this building. It's a great building. But having my mom and dad's stuff, they were in rural Alberta for, you know, 50 years. They had not only inside stuff, but outside oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. So I have everything in the yard. But it has been a slow process. Um, trying not to be too precious, trying not mm -hmm. to be too sentimental. Mm -hmm. But I have four wooden rocking chairs in my home. <laughs> and I, I really am a furniture emporium. I, you know, we were talking on the break, and it's a lot of stuff, but I'm not ready to part with it. So someone's going to have to deal with my crap, my mom's <laughs> crap, my dad's At least they're useful rocking chairs. I have like a box of yarn that I'm like, I shouldn't. Does anybody want a box of yarn? I'd like to do. <laughs> or my father left me a hundred of his journals in five different languages saying, please translate these for me. Oh, that's a like, book. I've got, a book. got other things to do, Melissa. Oh, okay. I'm okay. really busy. Okay. But I get it. Like everything's so sentimental, but I'm paralyzed by that kind of sentimentality. It's really hard. Oh, that's big. What about you, Melissa? You know what? I've been thinking about this more for myself. You know, I'm very, very lucky. My parents are alive and well. They're in their early 80s and they've got a lot of stuff. We also have a horse farm. There's inside stuff, outside stuff, horse stuff. Yeah. Um, and I am already, you know, I think they're going to be with us for another, you know, 100 years. So mom and dad, I'm not saying anything bad right now. Yeah. What I am saying is there is a lot of stuff and it is making me think there's going to be either the um, intense emotion mm -hmm. of going through the stuff, which Jen, you can speak to, but also is that going to be also strangely therapeutic for me and my sister? Mm -hmm. And I think there is part of that, but I think to myself, I have so much crap 
right now yeah. that my daughter is just going to be like, just like the whole thing on fire for heaven. <laughs> I think really? that's a great idea. Leave that Too in the much. will. Really? First line yeah. of the will is just burn all my stuff. Just yeah. burn all no, the stuff. I, I, I grew up in the opposite household. It's not going to be a problem for me because I have a mother. Jan, I know you're watching. Uh, she's a Virgo and all she needs is a day off and a garbage set of garbage bags and everything's <gasps> gone. Yeah. Right? She is a minimalist. I will not have to t- put anything out when she passes away because she really like pairs everything down. And a couple years ago, my dad got very sick and they were preparing us for the worst. He's alive as well. Hey, dad, how you? I know you're watching. <laughs> This is not going to sound good because my first thought after the doctors were talking to us is like, you might want to get his affairs in order was I got to get to the house and get my dad's stuff because I know my mom's going to throw it out. So I went and I got his records. I got his favorite. He's a Blue Jay fan. I got his Blue Jay stuff. I got all his memorabilia, his favorite dominoes, everything. Because I'm like, I, I want to make sure that I keep these things because my mom is so quick to like toss everything out. But he does ask me every once in a while, have you seen my dominoes? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't, know, I don't know what you're talking about. What dominoes? <laughs> There's one more element to this that, and I will forewarn you if your parents are still here, there's the part that kind of gives you, uh, you you pause because underneath my parents' bed, for for example, I found the the Kama Sutra. Oh, Oh boy. And there was a lot of pages earmarked. And so things like that... Things like that are very difficult to reckon because mm-hmm. it's uh, so personal and so private. And there's just things like every time I opened a drawer, I was just like, oh, oh my gosh, please don't let it be. But there's Listen. that part of it that's yes. very difficult. Yeah. Get ready yeah. for some surprises, yeah. perhaps. Yeah, get ready mm-hmm. for um, some surprises. I'll tell you what, yeah, it's a process. Um, what surprises us always is that you are constantly reinventing yourself. You are constantly pushing the bounds of creativity. And now, not only are you this accomplished singer and actress and podcaster, all of these things, you are now a novelist, Jen. Yeah. Biddlemores. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about this? It is a rural fairy tale. You have to just uh, suspend your imagination. There's talking cows and cats. It's like Babe Pig in the City meets uh, 1984 or something like that. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's confusing. But, but I like it, it is. I'm trying to confuse you. It's just a lovely tale about you know where you belong, how how important it is to to find out you know what you're made of, and just that coming of age story and. There's a cold case thing, and there's there's also the whole part of the like the animals do take on human qualities. So I'm hoping people can look at animals in a new light mm, and kind of that. champion them because the, the animals are the heroes of the story. They're the backbone of the story. Amen to that. So, but it's, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a lot of fun. There's two terrible people that you know I I don't know who they're fashioned afterwards, but I had a riot writing this. It took me 15 years. Wow! So don't give up on things. And I have no idea what I'm doing. I had a great editor, Ann Collins. Thank you so much for getting rid of 40,000 words that oh really God. didn't need to be in there. Love that. But yeah. Well, Jan, uh, that is called a tease, if I've ever heard well, one. Well, it is. It's a fun book. It really is. It's it's not what you'd think at all. It's mm-hmm. very. I'm very proud of it. And uh, you don't have to be a great writer to tell a great story. Mm-hmm. So, great point. And, you know what? Why don't we uh, let everybody else decide? Because studio audience, you're going home with your copy. Yeah! Subscribe to The Social Podcast so you don't miss a fiery debate. Until next time, socialites.